That was a great save by my guy Kripal. What a save, eh? Looking like he was down and out. Just a pad desperation save. Scorpion save, yeah. Maxi, his shot, he scores! Welcome to the Code Rick Show. This broadcast is brought to you by Mervs for all the good stuff. Rumors, skate and snow, and the Swan Valley Star and Times for all your local news. Welcome back to another edition of the Code Rick Show from the old downtown studios in the Swanee Old River. Weather has been fairly decent for January. For January? It's pretty surprised. Usually it's like minus 40 in this town. but I'm scared of what's coming next. Yeah, I heard uh, there's... Uh, my dad was telling me that Siberia got up to like a negative 62 and we're getting a little bit of that apparently, so... No! <laughs> I don't want any of that to, yeah. to come here. But uh, no, she's warm, uh, and uh, it's going to be a very, uh, let's say, hot show here today because we've got some uh, really cool guests coming up, uh, lined up to talk to us uh, on uh, episode 13. Mm-hmm. Yep. Magical number. <sighs> I don't like 13s. I do. Yeah. I mean, one of my good buddies on the high school team wears number 13, so yeah. I'm, I kind of have to say that. It's, just that. it's just that old superstition, Friday the 13th, so yeah. everybody just like hates 13. You know, there are some teams that, uh, out there that will actually take 13 and get rid of it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And they just don't wear it at all. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Bad don't mojo know or something. Yeah, it might be bad luck or something. It's hexed. Yeah. <laughs> and they put a hex on you. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, coming up on the show today, Ethan McMullen, a prospect. Yeah. Uh, just drafted in last year. Um, so we'll talk to him here shortly. Uh, Nick Roussel. We tracked that man down. Yeah. A little. Found him over at Queens. 18. University. 18 game wonder. I guess you can call it. Yeah, he was so good. So yeah. we'll get him on the show here today. Uh, and uh, Kobe Grant. Starting goaltender. Ebok. Ebok. He's finally making it to the show. I've asked this guy about 14 times. Yeah, that's not totally calling Kobe out right there. Not at all. No, not, not, at, not all. at all. No. He's a busy guy, though. Yeah, he is. We're going to find out why he's such a busy guy, and he takes take took a little bit of time to get him in here. Yep. Uh, coming up a little bit later on the show. What we always like to do, of course, is uh, to do a little bit of a recap, uh, whether high school hockey or whatever uh, that may have come through the last uh, week, and then we get into a little bit of Stampeder hockey. So let's start with that. Let's start with a little bit of a rundown. Okay, so I think we'll do high school here first. Um, only one game this weekend, or this past weekend, I should say. Uh, the boys were uh, against the, well, the good little foe from, foe from Minnedosa. Uh a little bit of a rivalry with them. Kind of had a bench brawl against them uh, earlier in the year. A um, couple guys got suspended in that game, but this next game, well, it went our way. We They were able to win 6-1. to one. Kind of scared me off the hop there that this Mendoza would score first. But, you know, the way it's been lately, the, I don't know what's going on, but Tigers have been really good. They've won 12 in a row now. Their record and their point streak, I think, is now 16-0-2-0. So that's 18 games of, on a point streak. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. I was really shocked about it. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it was a big two points. We're in third now, two points back of second place. And I think now we're six points back of first. And we're only behind Killarney and Dauphin for those top spots. So we're closing in, getting there. We, we did hold first for a little bit, but then Dauphin and Killarney eventually 
caught up in the games played, so now it's a bit more of an even playing field. Yeah. No, but it's been a it's been a really good run for them this year, and of course, a lot of those guys listen to the podcast. So, yeah. uh, thanks for uh, tuning in. And I talked to uh, a player, and he talked to uh, Stampede assistant coach Darren Webster. Oh, um, and about the Tigers, and well, Darren had some pretty good, uh, nice things to say. Said, quote unquote, "This is a new breed of Tigers hockey that he has ever seen." So, I hope that. The Webby will speak it into existence and we can put a good run in in March. Webby's put a stamp of approval on it. Yeah. Hey, that's what he's done. Yeah, well, that's right. Webby's a good guy, so if yeah. he's if he's uh, giving you high praise, yeah. you, you take it and uh, and uh, you accept that. Mm-hmm. You say thank you and you go out and you put your boots uh, on and you're, you you know pack up your lunchbox and away you go. That's right. Get back to work kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, that's the whole rundown? Yep, that's it. That's it? That's all? Just one game. Just one game? Yeah. What happened to this 3-3? Three and three? Uh, Actually, we have a two and th- two games this upcoming weekend. Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday? Uh, Friday, Saturday. So two two and two. One game against the bottom team in Crocus Plainsman, and then the Nipawa Tigers are Tiger versus Tiger foe. Ooh. So it'll be a good game that day. It's like a Liger uh, yeah. match, eh? Yeah, and <laughs> I'm pretty excited for that game. That'll be a really good game to watch. So. I bet. So let's jump over to uh, some Stampeder talk here, uh, as we always do before we uh, get rolling. Um, let's start with the previous weekend, and then we'll work our way through into this weekend because it kind of flows all together. Uh, we've already talked about it. Of course, Selkirk, um, there was a big win there for the Stamps, 7-2. Then it was into Niverville. There was a huge win there, 4-1. Yeah. That was almost a statement win there, too. My yeah, goodness, was. That, was, yeah. that was putting everybody on notice um, on how well uh, and structured defensively the Stampeders uh, can play at times, Definitely, right? Definitely, yeah. Uh, then they moved over to this past weekend, uh, which was January 20th against Portage. Yeah. Uh, and they completely shut down the offense. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, it just seemed like um, that six-game losing streak left a sweet, soury taste in their mouth, and it was just win. I, I thought the Stamps came into that game very well. They did not want to be denied. They weren't re- They didn't want to lose to Portage again. They, Absolutely not. They love playing against the Terriers. They love defying the odds, and it definitely showed on Friday nights. So, in my opinion, it might have been the best game that I've seen the Stamps play this year. Moving into the day after that, that being against the Selkirk Steelers, obviously I was doing Hockey TV that that night. Very entertaining game, to say the least. I'm actually glad it was. Not like a 7-2 beatdown. Sometimes those are fun to watch, and sometimes they're just... Not fun to yeah, watch. Yeah, um, I personally like doing uh, really close games, and that one was one of them. Uh, Kobe Grant obviously making some huge saves in that game, and Lucas Brennan, why not, right? One of the leading scorers in the MJHL, ending the night and breaking the Stamps' three-game win streak. But it didn't really matter as the Stamps got a much-needed a much needed point. right. And they fought back for it. Obviously, they faced adversity throughout the game. That was a tough game yes. all the way through. Uh, a lot of weird penalties, yep. let's say that. Uh, put their backs up against the wall. Couldn't get that scoring touch happening for the first couple of periods. I, I said this in the broadcast, and I said, the refs played a huge part 
in that game. Period. That's all I'm going to add. That's to that's it. it. You're not going to get suspended for saying that. Yeah. So. <laughs> but really, uh, if you look at it from uh, outside of that statement, mm-hmm. um, it it should have maybe not have gotten that far. No. Um, to to continue on with that statement is, um, I think the the Stampeders uh, found themselves in trouble early on, yeah. and uh, because of the big game they played against uh, Portage the night before, maybe ran out of gas a little bit, got a little tired. Um, you could kind of see that a little bit, but uh, no excuses. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to bring it every night, and uh, they did. They ended up getting a point out of it, which yeah. is a huge thing because they need it yeah. in that weird West Division. Now it's, it's a shootout. I'm pretty sure it's a three-way tie for second place. Yeah, it is in the West Division. Forty-seven now. points. Yeah, Wayway Dolphin Swan. And we're two points. And now everyone's two points back of OCN, who leads the division. So. Which Wayway was in there before. Yeah. And I told you, it's the curse of the first. You don't want to be in first until right at the end of the year because you fall out of it. Exactly. That's right. It's like you get to that top of the mountain, and then everybody's like, oh, okay, we got to win. Yeah. And then right. you get a little bit of pressure there to win, and then you can't. Yeah, you kind of get pushed. You're a little nervous. Yeah, you get the weight of the world on you, on your shoulders, and then you kind of back up into a wall, and then you're cornered. So you sneak out of there. Yeah. That's basically what happened. And OCN now leading the West Division. So at the time of this recording. At the time of this recording. Yeah. Um, which could have. <laughs> It's such a weird division. You, you lose one, you're down, you're, you win two, you're back up in the top. So mm-hmm. it's just such an odd little thing. Um, but Portage, um, they didn't seem to be that big powerhouse when they were in, in Swan. They had 38 shots yep. uh, on net. Kobe Grant stopping 37. Uh, into the Selkirk game, I wanted to bring up this point too, is that that, that game was supposed to be Loic's. Yeah. Loic main guy, Kripo. Yeah. Um, and uh, he ended up, I think a skate blade his broke skate or blade something. Blade broke, and I couldn't I, have felt worse for Loic. Oh, me too. Um, I felt his, so bad for him. That would have been, I believe, his second start of 2023, and man, he got it's robbed of bit. another start. I'm pretty sure that happened to him earlier in the year, uh, if I'm not mistaken, on another road game. I don't know for sure, but anyways, he kept... He's a great goalie, and he deserves to oh, show yeah. show it. And that one just got away from him. I do feel awful for him, and I hope he does get the next start. So <laughs> I'm sure he'll get another one. Yeah. yeah. But uh, when when your equipment fails you sometimes, and there's nothing else you can do, so he, he yeah. held his, his spirits up. He was uh, on the bench uh, having a good time, and mm-hmm. Kobe Grant came in on in relief. And uh, tried his best to, of course, uh, follow up on a on a four to one win there, but just uh, they couldn't get it. It's just a double guy. It was a double minor there at the end of the third yeah. into overtime, and of course, Lucas Brennan. Whew, you could let that kid loose, and he can score on you. Man. One goal, one assist that night. Yeah, so, yeah, he's Kobe uh, he's, still he's played. A, Kobe he, still played really well. So one saves at a forty four shots. So. We, we got a couple of goal calls. We're gonna I think uh, <laughs> play here for you. Um, and uh, maybe a big, a big, big save. I don't know yeah. you, you, you're, you're, uh, you're, you're a big save guy. So yeah. no, that was that was really good. So Sam's now on. Uh, well, uh, we're on a four-game uh, point streak at the time of the recording of this uh, episode. Um, so moving uh, the next one was into OCN. So we'll talk about that. Uh, well, on the next episode. Yeah, next episode. So uh, before we get too far into all of this stuff and we forget about what we're supposed to be doing here and that is talking to uh, a prospect of the Swan Valley Stampeders and that is Ethan McMullen. He is coming up 
next. Merv's is your number one shop for all things electronic. We stock gaming consoles, games, laptops, tablets, two-way radios, Bluetooth speakers, headsets, earbuds, Napoleon fireplaces and barbecues, TVs, cell phones, and so much more. When you think of electronics, think of Merv's in Swan River. Located at 601 Main Street or call 204-734-3252. Merv's, for all the good stuff. Rumors Skate and Snow can get you dressed from head to toe all year long. Whether you're a snowboarder, a skateboarder, or even a hockey player, find us online at rumorsskateshop.com or stop in at 505 Main Street in Swan River. Rumors has everything from keeping your boys in place to all kinds of amazing shoes, sweaters, and hats. Top quality, name brand clothing, and so much more. Rumors Skate and Snow, 204-734-4411. Welcome back inside the Code Rick Show. We are here with Stan Peters Prospect, a very young, talented player by the name of Ethan McMullen. Welcome. Hi, nice to be here. Yeah, so have you got to uh, listen to any of the uh, other Code Rick shows uh, before jumping on here, or is this all a big surprise? I've listened to one or two after I heard I was going to be on here, but not much. Well, you're going to have to start listening to them all <laughs> now, eh? <laughs> so uh, I guess... Let's 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 just start off with with the old uh, meat and potatoes here. How's uh, everything been going for you, uh, hockey wise, school wise, all that? Well, it's been a pretty solid season so far. I'm third in the league defense scoring. Uh, school's been all right, a little boring at times, but my life's pretty good right now. I, th- I think that's a typical answer for for a young boy in high school. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, family, let's talk a little bit about that. Any brothers or sisters or? I got one older sister and she's at the Nate right now at Edmonton playing as a goalie. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So what, uh, what's she taking in, in, in schooling? Well, she's trying to go for, to be an x-ray technician, but right. She couldn't get into it this year. So just open studies right now. Oh, no way. That's actually really cool. So I guess that leads me into my next question. Is that something that you would like to uh, get into down the road if if hockey doesn't pan out for you? Or is there something else that's calling your name? I'm still trying to explore my options right now. But one thing I'm trying to fall back on is a welding course here in Brandon. Well, there can always be more welders in the world. So that's always a, a bonus. Yeah, I hear that a lot. Well, it's the truth, so believe it. <laughs> so, mom and dad, what are they doing? What are you guys up to there? How was your Christmas uh, with the family? Uh, my mom is a nurse at the local care home, and my dad's a financial planner. You need some financial planning in the future here? Yeah. We'll call Ethan's dad. So, is there something outside of hockey that uh, you, you enjoy doing? Any other sports or uh, school extracurricular activities or something along the lines of that? Is there something other than hockey that you really enjoy? I still like to be active outside of hockey. So 
in the winter. I usually downhill ski, and I just learned to s- snowboard, so that's a work in progress. And in the summer, I'm out golfing and fishing, mountain biking, and I wake surf at Clear Lake. Really? Have you been doing that long? A couple of years now. Well, that should definitely help you out in the snowboarding aspect there. Wakeboarding is tough. It's a tough thing to do. Yeah, it is. So do you guys got a cabin up that uh, clear, or do you guys just go up there for this summer and have some fun and then get get home and, and get back to business? Yeah, we got a cabin just outside of the the town, a bit away from all the commotion. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a very busy lake. So have you guys, have you seen it uh, like at its fullest when there was like, it, you couldn't even get down to the beaches? Yeah, the long weekends are a busy time. So that's, we're lucky we got a boat to be out on the water. <laughs> yeah, it gets a little crowded out there. That's for sure. One place you'd like to go in Brandon to eat. What's one place that comes to your mind? Oh, I do have expensive taste. So the keg's always a nice treat. <laughs> oh, there you go eh? did mom and dad usually buy that for you or do you have to go out and uh pay for it yourself no it's usually on uh celebrations and whenever we've got some gift cards so i get to eat free there so before we talk a little bit about uh your 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 hockey career here i just want to know do you, do you get to uh have a little bit of downtime um throughout the hockey season do you do you pick up any extra like any work or is it just kind of work on your studies work on hockey uh for now uh, no, I don't work uh, you, during the winter. I'm more uh, trying to keep up with schoolwork. Maybe next semester when I have more spares instead of classes. So do you get to work in the summer then? Yeah, I worked in the summer the last two years. And Where have you been working at? Uh, two years ago, I worked at Tim Hortons. Oh, nice. That's Good old like, Canadian style there, yeah. Yeah, fast pace. And then last summer, I worked at vinyl holdings picking weeds around condos oh good gym work hey you, you know you don't have to go to the gym after a hard day of picking weeds you got big forearms now yeah <laughs> bad legs but great forearms <laughs> eh? <laughs> so let's jump into your hockey days here minor hockey where did you get to play uh and maybe one good memory that you had growing up while playing uh with that team yeah i played brandon minor hockey all the way through. It was always double rostered up until uh, Adam or Pee Wee. Then you just stuck to A or double A teams or triple A. Major Pee Wee year, I actually got picked up for a tournament or yeah, two tournaments by uh, the junior Parkland Rangers. I got to know some of the uh, Swan River boys. and So which ones did you get to play with on, the, on that team? Jackson Badowski and Andrew... Pickles. Andrew yeah. Pitskolny. Yeah, I don't know how to say his last name. Yeah, we, we just call them pickles. On to the draft, uh, you were selected 81st overall in the 2022 MJHL draft by the Swan Valley Stampeders. Uh, what do you remember about that day, and how excited were you about the future being with the Stampeder organization? Well, during the day, it was uh, lots of yard work to be done, so it gave me an excuse to stay inside. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so you were watching the draft pretty closely then? Yeah, pretty closely. Uh, trying to see who all I know that went. You know, being seeing your name and or, and getting the call from from Barry Wolf. What's what was the feeling like for you, uh, knowing that you're you're going to be going to such a storied franchise? It was really nerve wracking, especially the call that I never talked to Barry before. 
I think I was, I think I was in the garage at that point. I don't know what I was doing there. I wandered in there. From from all of that, what are you most excited about? Knowing that uh, your name has been called now, you're a part of an organization. Looking forward to your future. How excited are you uh, that you could potentially be on the Stampeders roster er- as early as next year? It's a pretty exciting feeling. Well, I'll just have to work as hard as I can for the tryouts coming up here. I'm more focused on this year. Yeah, and that kind of leads me back into the next question is, is the season uh, for you has been, uh, well, pretty darn good. Um, but taking yourself out of the picture uh, and kind of just looking at the team in general, how has the season gone for you guys and what, I guess, is the end goal? The season's been pretty great so far. We, The team has set a record for the most wins that we've ever had. Second place right now. We just beat the first place Bruins yesterday. I think our end goal is uh, most likely to just to win the league here. In your mind, um, from just the regular season right now, who has been the best player you've played against? I think Carson White from the Bruins has got to be up there. He's a fast skater, good hands, and it's always a little shifty coming at me. Your game. Everybody has a, a little bit of a different flavor. Um, do you idolize or, or style your game after um, any players in particular or maybe one person, maybe an NHL player or a friend? or I try to play like Eric Carlson. I'm not sure. I'm not quite there yet, but with the stick work and trying to become an aggressive defenseman. Earlier in the year, you were here for uh, Stamps Camp into training camp, and then you ended up back in Brandon. Uh, in your mind, uh, how did you find Stamps Camp to be? It was a great time, and I enjoyed spending time with the little kids. With the, the conditioning camp that I was part of helped me adapt to the speed and pace of what the main camp was going to be like. I got to play against Weiwei in the rookie game and it was a whole nother pace um so what have you done this season to help your game along for next year well of course i've been hitting the gym quite a bit and off ice running but i think more importantly i've been working on keeping my head up more so i know where i am and where everyone else on my team is going to be i think that helps a lot you just went into detail about teammates. Uh, in your mind, who is the funniest teammate that you know? Uh, I think Andre Balkin, uh, one of the funniest guys I know. He's always keeping up with the latest trends and finding <laughs> ways to make us laugh. Uh, hardest team to play against this year? That would also go to the Bru- Winnipeg Bruins. Yeah. I think they only have two losses on the season. One of them we just did yesterday. So a couple of uh, fun questions. All right. First question, are you a black tape or a white tape, white tape guy? Oh, I'm definitely a black tape guy. I tried right, for right. a couple of weeks, but always got to go back to black. <laughs> <laughs> Was Is there a reason for that? or is? No, I kind of just, just always used it. And never really thought to change it. Yeah, black tape usually, I think throws off the goalie when you have a good opportunity. So can't really see the puck good. But uh, anyways, next question. Do you have any superstitions? Not anymore. I used to put on my 
equipment bottom to top and left to right, but I got away from that last year, I think. Wasn't working anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> gotta switch her up. I guess there's a flip side to this question. If you have no more superstitions, is there someone on your team that has a really weird one or uh has several? I don't know how weird this is, but probably not. But uh, my goalie, Kieran Medill, he's always throwing his racket balls against the wall. Anytime you see him, almost everyone's ready. He'll, he'll just be gone, and you look outside the door, and he's just bent over and focusing, getting ready for the game. Uh, and I guess maybe uh, the last fun question that we've got for you is your favorite warm-up song. Really anything that I can just sing along to. Lots of Taylor Swift songs. Eh? I was just gonna say, probably a Taylor Swift song. Yeah. Why? Why? Why is it such a big Taylor Swift thing the last couple of years? Somebody's got to have some insight on this. You know what? The Swan Valley High School team listens to Taylor Swift before every game. So what's what's with the whole Taylor Swift thing? Don't know. Easy to sing along. It's just a happy tune. There you go. <laughs> gets you going before the game. <laughs> it's provocative, and it gets you going. Exactly. So, uh, you guys have been on a lot of uh, road trips this year uh, on the bus. Um, any any big sleepers on the bus? Does any of your teammates bring like the old uh, blanket and the pillow there and just crash the entire way? Or I'm probably the biggest sleeper, but I don't bring a pillow or a blanket. I just try to find the Way to get comfortable any way I can. So longest trip, I guess, uh, for you guys. I know you go for, you know, like, you know, for weekend road trips and stuff like that. But what's the furthest trip that you got to uh, make this season? We went to Edmonton for a tournament in November. Ooh, talk a little bit about that. How did that go for you guys? It went uh, better than a lot of us expected. We actually came in second. And we lost to the hosting team in overtime. So did you get to tour around Edmonton a little bit while you were there? Yeah, went to the West Edmonton Mall. I don't think I made it halfway around it. I think it's huge, eh? Yeah, it was everything. Did uh, did you guys make it even more amazing and go to an Edmonton Oilers game? No, we didn't. But as I mentioned earlier, my sister was pl- living in Edmonton and playing with the Nate Ooks. So I actually went and watched one of her games. Did your parents play hockey? Like your, your mom or your dad or anything? Like how how come you guys are so into hockey as, as kids? Oh, yeah. They they were hockey players growing up. My dad was into everything, but my mom was. He claimed she was a really good hockey player. I don't know how much I believe it, though. There's no video footage back then. We can't we can't dis, uh, disregard that statement, hey? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We'll... we'll We'll say she was the best. There you go, yeah. hey? Yeah. So I guess maybe one last question for you before we uh, let you go here is your biggest hockey influence. Now that, again, it can be your parents or it can be uh, maybe a, a, an NHL star. Who's your biggest hockey influence? Growing up, I always liked the New York Rangers and I always idolized Rick Nash and Henrik Lundqvist as players and people. We want to uh, thanks for, uh, thank you for, for coming on the, the Code Rick Show and uh, wish you nothing but uh, all the success. Good luck the rest of the season. And uh, go get yourself a championship. And maybe you can uh, you know see in a Stampeder jersey here next season. Yeah, hopefully. Thanks for having me. 
Swan River Quick Stop is locally owned and operated with a wide selection of baking goodies, buns, to full meals. Stop in today and grab a homemade meal from our deli. We offer breakfast sandwiches, soups, donuts, or pick up some snacks for the road. We have a stock freezer full of homemade beatniks, cabbage rolls, pierogies, and pre-made meals from local vendors. We also stock numerous barbecue items for your next meal. Find everything you are looking for at Quick Stop, located at 1434 Main Street, Swan River, 204-734-4140. Did you know that the Swan Valley Star and Times offers both national and international passport, as well as PAL photo services? Walk-ins are available Monday to Friday from 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. If you are looking for a print job of any kind, the Star and Times can make it happen. Professionally designed and printed, we offer competitive pricing to anywhere you'll find online. Business cards, signage, menus to personalize calendars and Christmas cards, the Star and Times is here to help bring your print job to life. We're just a mouse click away. In addition to hard copy subscriptions, the Star and Times offers online subscriptions. Stop by or call us today at 1204-734-3858. For just $39.99 or $0.77 cents a week, you'll receive a full year of dedicated local coverage found nowhere else. So welcome back into the Code Rick Show, welcoming former Stampeder forward, Nicholas Roussel. How are you doing, friend? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. No, I'm excited to be here, for sure. I, I know Rick, he's he's excited. He's uh, he's had you on the list. I said, who do you think we should get in here in the next little while? And I think Nick's been on every single one of his lists, so he's ready to go. That's awesome. No, I'm definitely... Uh, it made my day when I got the call, so thanks, guys. Uh, where are you right now, uh, and how's everything been going for you? Because I hear there's been a school switch. Yeah, there has been. So right now, I'm in Kingston, Ontario. I'm uh, I'm going to school at Queen's University here in Kingston. And um, yeah, like you mentioned, I was at Wentworth Institute of Technology last semester. Um, I went right from the Stampeders. I went there to play NCAA D3. So I was playing there for the better part of four months and then it just wasn't exactly what I anticipated it wasn't the exact situation that I thought I was walking into so uh, ultimately I ended up making the decision to come back to Queens and uh, finish my degree here. So how does that work so say you, you a perfect example as just like yourself here you go there it's not what you planned uh, and, and can change out. How does that work uh, do you have to wait for the semester to be over to get some credits or can you just make that decision and go forth with it. Yeah. So it, it was definitely a difficult decision to make. I definitely a lot of phone calls with uh, my friends back home and my parents, just trying to completely understand the situation and make the right decision for me. But uh, yeah, no, I just made the decision and I did get three out of my four uh, uh, credits to transfer over. So it isn't the exact same with the American school system and the Canadian system. Not everything is uh, accredited there. So I was lucky enough to get three out of the four switched over, and um, that's where that's where boats we're at right now. So, so what are you taking? I'm taking mechanical engineering. Oh boy! Yeah, yeah I'm loving it though. It's been great. I was actually at Queens. Uh, I came to Queens for a year right out of high school. So I've already I have a full year at Queens under my belt in engineering, and then uh, yeah, so now I'm picking up in second year, and after, I'll have two years left after this one. So. We're slowly making our way there. It's a long road, but we're getting there. 
Absolutely, it's a long road. That's that's a big old. So I guess, what is what what's the future look like for you? I know I, hockey sometimes will run out on 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 folks. So what's 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 the plan for you? Do you have one yet? Or like, what are you looking at uh, in the future? As of as for right now, I've I've hung them up competitively. Um, I obviously I'm super lucky to have experienced the things I did in Swan and Junior in general. I'm super grateful for those years of hockey. But as for right now, I hung them up competitively, and uh, here we actually at Queens there's a Queens Engineering hockey team. So I've been playing on that team. There's some good players on that team. They played Junior, Triple A. And, um, yeah, we play in some tournaments all year. And uh, every year there's a big uh, commerce versus engineering game. So we actually play out of the Kingston Frontenac's rink. And we fill that out with students, just over 5,000 students. And we have a big charity hockey game there. And that gets pretty rowdy every year. So that's definitely something I'm looking forward to again this year. But those are the big event I have to look forward to for the next couple of years. And then after that, I think it's just men's league for me. Geez, that's like the NHL in Phoenix. Oh, it feels like it. No, it's definitely <laughs> the most exciting game I've played in with that many people in the stands. So, I would I would say so. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, so no, what's, good atmosphere what's, for sure when you got five thousand students in there, and it's a lot of fun. So, what's the future job look like for you? What do you want to get into? What's what's the end game there? Uh, I mean, end game. I want to try to take an entrepreneurship route maybe start a business of my own um that's more long term but short term we'll see what i can do over the next couple summers maybe try to find a few uh few internships with some engineering firms and try to build up the resume but yeah start my career as an engineer and hopefully eventually um venture off and do some business of my own so let's get into your time with the stampeders uh, you yeah. came into the Valley uh, as a free agent in your 20-year-old year at the trade deadline. Um, what were your thoughts going through your mind on the move? To be honest, it was a whirlwind. Just that whole week of January, that second week of January or whatever it was, It like I got the news and it was there's a lot of stuff going through my head. I didn't really know what was going on. But coming to Swan and my first impression was how cold it was there. I'm sure you've heard that <laughs> once or twice. Uh, but I got to Swan and uh, yeah, I got picked up from the airport, uh, brought to Swan. I loved it right away. But that first skate I had in the rink, I remember my nostrils were like freezing to each other. <laughs> I couldn't believe how cold it was in that rink. It uh, It's a little chilly in there. I think they probably turned the heaters off on you. Oh, yeah. They no, still have the heaters off, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I, it was definitely a whirlwind, though. A lot of emotions. I didn't really understand what was going on, but ultimately it was the best move that could have happened for me. I met so many good guys, and the whole entire city of Swan was so welcoming and appreciative of my time there, and I'm really grateful for that. So before that, you played in trail with the trail smoke eaters of the BCHL. Yeah. Um, what was the difference between leagues that stood out for you? I think in the BCHL, the biggest thing was just the speed and the overall skill. There's so many young, talented players coming in there, and most of them are going on to Division One programs once they're done in the BCHL. So just like the skill and the plays that those guys were able to make, it was really impressive, and it was nice to be a part of. And the pace, too. Like, it was a really fast game. 
But when I did go to Swan, I was pleasantly surprised by the pace there. Because I didn't know a whole lot about the MJHL before making the switch. And then I was I was really impressed by the hockey. I, it was really good hockey. It was a, I'd say the BCHL was a little bit faster. But at least for my playing style, the MJHL complimented me a little bit more by being able to be a bit more physical and just take my game and run with it. What is the biggest difference that you notice right off the hop? Right off the hop was probably the overall physicality and the structure. Everybody in Manitoba, even my parents watching the games, they said this exact same thing. They said that it seems like a more structured, team-oriented game, whereas in the BCHL, there's so many skilled players, guys trying to maybe do a little bit too much every once in a while. Whereas I thought that everyone really bought into the system in Manitoba and everybody was really willing to play that team game. And that, that was really fun to be a part of. So your style of hockey will keep you in the Stampeder conversation for years to come. Uh, have you always utilized that hard-nosed style of play, lay the body, maybe throw a few fists to cuffs like that, something like that? Yeah, I've always, that's the most exciting hockey to play. I've absolutely loved that style. And I think growing up, I was always a smaller player. I, I'd say I was undersized coming up. So I always had to play like I was 6'2", even though I might have been 5'6". So it was just, and that's something my, my dad instilled me a little bit too, is just to play, go out there and try to be tough and just play hard. And uh, yeah, I, <laughs> Manitoba really gave me the opportunity to do that. In BC, it was a little different because they're trying to put an end to fighting and it just wasn't as accepted in BC, I don't think. So when I came to Manitoba and got the green light a little bit, I just took that and did what I could with it. But you no, know, lane hits, going in as F1, that's definitely my favorite style of hockey. Absolutely. Uh, I think you made the highlight reel a few times uh, <laughs> just uh, from some of your uh, thunderous hits. It was yeah. uh, It was very fun to watch. And I mean, hockey is a contact sport. You're going to get it. But I don't know. There's some people that can hit and it looks like a freight train aka Trey Sauter this year and yeah. he he has really no momentum going into these hits but he just explodes on these kids it's not really instilled in your brain to go out there and hit these guys that hard but it just happens yeah i feel like i i feel like you either have it or you don't it's just like like anything i feel like even growing up when i was younger i just i always had a sense i knew how to catch guys and i just knew i could see the hits developing some guys can see scoring opportunities developing like it's nothing. I can see hits developing. That's my thing. So I can kind of see it. And once you know how to put yourself in the right position and you know how to actually transfer the weight in your body, then you don't need that much speed. If you see him coming and you see where, where his balance is, you can take advantage of it. After you guys won two straight against Dolphin in the playoffs last year, a lot of buzz was in the air after that. Fans started to see what the team could do when – you guys played to your full potential and it left some question marks in the future. Like what will this team be next year? How will it be? Um, mm -hmm. And there was a lot of talk that if you guys forced a game seven, that you guys probably would have beaten Dauphin and might've went on a long streak because of all the momentum that you carried. Um, do you believe that? Do you believe that your, that that team could have made some noise in the playoffs if they upset that top-seeded Dolphin Kings? I do, because going in there, we were, everyone was betting against us. Like, nobody thought we could do 
through that upset. So going in there, I thought I, I really liked our chances. We were playing some good hockey. I felt like we were really putting it together at that point. And it was definitely disappointing to see it go down the way it did. But I, I yeah, definitely. I think we could have gone a long way if we made it over that hump. Well, it looked like it because it was an overtime. Uh, it, I think it was it was such a weird little series. Dolphin goes up three. You guys win two. A couple of overtime uh, games there. One loss, uh, of course, made that a 4-2 series in Dolphin's favor. But even, even some of the folks in Dolphin that I spoke with after the fact said that they were very nervous because one shot goes in here. It's tied 3-3 going back to Dolphin. I know you were here for a very short time and you got to know the guys really, really well. Um, I guess maybe what was the mindset of all the guys going into that uh, that that final period there in, in overtime uh, and, and getting that loss? Uh, it, it's tough. It's a tough pill to swallow. But what do, what do the older guys like, you know, yourself say to the young guys and, and, and you know, they got to come back next year and they got to do it again. What, did you guys say anything to the young guys after that? After the loss? Yeah. There wasn't a whole lot said in the beginning. It was more just being appreciative of the season we'd had and just, like, the relationships we made together as a team. Like, for those guys going into next year, I know Carter, the captain, he uh, he definitely just told the guys to remember the way this feels kind of thing. Just hold on to this feeling so you never have to feel it again. Because there were some good young guys in that room that are going to be the base for the teams in the future, so if they can just hang on to that and hopefully lay that wisdom on the, the new guys coming in, they'll be able to push along a little further than we did that year. What was one thing that stood out in your mind while you were here um, that you just like to do? Uh, there, there, you know, it could be in the school or it could be around the rink helping out at the, the tournaments. What was one thing that you liked doing? I loved doing the public skating with the elementary schools that would come, come around. That was one of my highlights of being in the Swan. They'd, uh, they're already excited because they got to get out of school for a little bit. So they'd bring their skates to the rink. We'd help them t- lace them up. And then we'd spend an hour, an hour and a bit out there with them. And that was definitely one of my highlights, just seeing how much fun they were having. And I remember being in those shoes at one point, just seeing the older junior hockey guys in my hometown. Just I remember how excited I was to be around them and just have them hang out with us. And I just, it's a cool experience to be in those shoes and be able to have that impact on the younger kids of the community and just to see how excited they are. Cause I remember how I felt in that situation, but that was definitely one of my highlights of being in Swan. So I got a couple of uh, text in questions here for you. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So what was it like playing under Barry Wolf and uh, at that time, Darren Webster, when you, when you came across uh, from the BCHL? It was great. I loved it. They were so welcoming when I came in. Uh, they ran good practices. It was good tempo and just a really good overall culture in the room. And like above everything else, they just, they were nice enough to give me opportunity as soon as I came in. And sometimes you just need that little sliver of opportunity to take advantage of it and really fulfill your potential as a hockey player. And I think they really gave me that. And I'm really appreciative of that, but it was a lot of fun playing for them. And you know, they're both just really great people. So what did it mean to you on a personal level uh, to put on that Stampeder crest uh, every game day? I loved it. It was just proud. It's a good logo, and it's, it's actually hanging up on my wall here at my university house. So I'm looking at it right now. But, no, just to put that jersey on every day, I just knew that the, 
the whole town of Swan River was behind me. And you just know how how excited everybody gets for every single game and how proud they are to be from Swan. And that's something that I just remind myself of every time I put the jersey on. So now that you're into college and, of course, uh, might have hung them up uh, you know, competitively, but I guess there's a lot of kids out there, you know, get itching. They're, they're wanting that turn to play that junior A level. What's, I guess, maybe one thing that you could tell them from, from your experience, you know, to keep their dreams alive and, and to, to work for it now? I can tell you firsthand that there's so many different routes to get where you want to go. I have such an odd route to play junior hockey. I wasn't even supposed to play junior hockey, but I just stayed persistent and I knew that that's what I wanted to do. So I just every day, just with the attitude, just came to the rink with a good attitude every single day, worked as hard as I could every single day and just never let that fade. So if you want to play junior hockey, it's just a matter of staying committed and just really loving the game because you can't put in all the work that you need to put in if you don't love what you're doing every single day. So if you truly have that passion and you want to play junior hockey and you have a good attitude every single day, there's no no reason why you can't. And that's, if I could say anything, it'd be that. Just work as hard as you can and just have a positive attitude because you know what? It's not always going to go your way. It's not always going to be easy. But ultimately, if you want to make it work and you're willing to commit to that, then it's possible. And the last uh, text-in question here. Um this one's this one's a really good question. Uh, I guess maybe in your own words, uh, why should young prospects uh, or I guess players of, of a little older than that consider Swan Valley? To, why would you say, I guess, what would you say to them um, that would kind of convince them to play for the Stampeders organization? The Stampeders have built up a culture that's really fun to be a part of and everybody there wants to win. It's competitive every single day. Practices are hard. Everyone go. Everyone's willing to work, and everyone wants to win hockey games. And that's something that's really exciting to be a part of. And there's also the town of Swan. You can tell just walking around, people are excited about the team. Even going into playoffs, like it didn't matter where we went. There'd be people talking to us about the game. We go for breakfast. Everyone's all excited about the game, trying to analyze. And you can tell that everyone's super passionate to be a part of that. And I think that's one of the coolest things, even down from the students at the elementary school to everyone coming to the rink and chatting with you. And you can just tell how passionate everybody is. And uh, yeah, those are those are probably the two reasons I'd recommend recommend Swan. I loved it. Speaking about the town of Swan River, uh, I happened to witness a couple times just driving by and I, I actually caught you walking, I believe, to Tim Hortons a couple yeah. times. And I always wondered why the heck is Nick Roussel walking to and from Tim's? Uh, where hey, when was it? Practice is over. There's nothing oh. to do. You go for hot chocolate at Tim's or a coffee or a donut, whatever it might be. You hang out with the boys, meet up at Tim's for a little bit. That was one of our pastimes for sure. Do you guys always yeah. get approached uh, when you guys went out for, for a team meal like that? Did you always get uh, a couple of the old guys coming up and talking about the game? Yeah, we definitely get a couple old timers that would come up and, either give us a hard time or they just try to analyze the game with us. And it was awesome. Like everyone was so nice and it was just a really great community. And it was just, it's funny every time, like not every single time, but majority of the time we'd have some people coming up to us, but it was awesome every single time. 
Um, funniest teammate and 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 a good and a good story if you have any. A good story, okay. Well, I think hands down the funniest teammate would be Adam Racigle. Yeah, he's just so goofy. You just I don't know. There's no one story I can put on him. He's just a goofy guy. That's the only way I can put it. You just see him walking around and you just want to crack a smile. Not necessarily <laughs> laugh at him, crack a smile. Yeah, I think he still has the, the goofiest title. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that hasn't rubbed off on anybody else yet. No, nope, that doesn't surprise me at all. Favorite warm-up mix and favorite like song, genre. I don't know what you got there, so we'll, we'll leave that one up to you. You can fill in the blanks. Warm-up mix. I don't, I don't know exactly what it's called, but... The warm-up mix we had for playoffs this year was absolutely electric. I don't know who made that mix or... I made that one. Do you have a name for that mix? I don't have a name for that mix at all. No, I just... Honestly, to be to, to be truthful, I think I've made about three or four since then. So I can't remember what was in that one. Oh, I just remember it being unbelievable. Maybe it was just the the overall energy of playoffs and the fans and the music combined. But that's definitely a memorable one. And then overall music, I like similar like warm up. Anything that'll get me going for a game, like some maybe some EDM dance music, a little bit of rap here and there. Those are definitely my two genres. Those are my go tos. Dream hockey team to play on, other than an NHL team and the Stamps. I'd love to play, maybe playing like the French league somewhere. Ooh. That'd be pretty cool. Switzerland or like France somewhere to take advantage of the Alps. I've seen some pretty crazy stuff in those leagues. Or like the KHL or something. The amount of crazy stories I've heard from the K. That'd be a pretty cool. I don't know if that'd be a cool league to play in or if that'd be a scary league to play in. But So do you have any hobbies? Something people don't know about you? I'm a big guitar guy. I play a lot of guitar. I haven't dragged my guitar around with me everywhere I've gone in the past little while, past couple of years. But yeah, I love playing guitar. So what did you used to do? Just, you know, have guitar lessons or did you go out in the subways there and, and play a couple of tunes, make a few bucks or? No, I never went busking. Maybe I should start doing that. Make I think some you money should. Here. But uh, yeah, when I was younger, I took lessons probably from like grade one till grade four. And then I put the guitar away for, oh, I want to say maybe five, six years. And I picked it up again. And then I've just been teaching myself ever since. So I haven't had a guitar lesson since I was probably grade four. But it's just fun to pick up and mess around with. And when hockey is such a big part of your life, it's like a good little outlet. Just takes it somewhere else. And then he started a band. Hey, okay. <laughs> I was in a band in high school. Me and my buddies, we used to play. We were, my school had a school of rock program. So we had a rock band in high school. Favorite sports team outside of hockey? Believe it or not, I'm not a huge sports watcher. But my roommates in Boston got me on to uh, the New York Giants. So I've been, uh, I've been following the New York Giants a little bit. But, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I have a tough time sitting down and watching sports. I'm a big golf guy, too, though. I love watching golf. I'm going to watch one sport on the TV. It's going to be golf, which is kind of weird. Well, it's not too weird. I have a few friends that also watch a lot of golf. I mean, the Giants just had a pretty good year. They I mean, making the playoffs for the first yeah. time, I don't know, four years, something like that. Yeah, no, it's just <laughs> I picked up on a lot of Giants talk in the in the dorm room. In your hockey career, uh, you played against a bunch of players. Who would you say was the best player you played against out of your whole career? Um, I never played against them in an actual game, but uh, 
Jake Lucini. He's actually from Trail. He's playing for the Ottawa Senators right now. Uh, when I was in Trail, he for the two years I was there for training camp, he'd always be he'd come out because I don't know he wasn't at his AHL team yet. So he'd come out and he'd skate with us, and I just remember watching him and being so impressed by the way he could like move the puck and just the way he skated. So out of everybody, I think he's definitely the the most impressive hockey player I've seen or played against. We I played against him in a scrimmage though. That's got to count. Oh yeah, it definitely does. I think it does. Uh, anyway, we know you're a busy guy. Uh, we don't want to keep you from your your studies there. So we want to thank you uh, for coming on the the Code Rick show and and chatting to us about uh, your time here in the valley and of course uh, your life moving forward. So we want to wish you nothing but success and uh, hopefully to, we'll get to see you back in the valley one day, maybe starting your own business. That'd be awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. Looking for the perfect gift for that special someone or a nice bouquet of flowers for your occasion? Sunshine Flower and Gifts has you covered. We stock numerous trinkets, gift ideas, and so much more. We also stock the best quality flowers for any event. Stop in or call us for all your flower needs today. Sunshine Flower and Gifts, 405 Westwood Road, 204-734-9553. Did you know that the Swan Valley Star and Times offers both national and international passport as well as PAL photo services? Walk-ins are available Monday to Friday from 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. If you are looking for a print job of any kind, the Star and Times can make it happen. Professionally designed and printed, we offer competitive pricing to anywhere you'll find online. Business cards, signage, menus to personalize calendars and Christmas cards, the Star and Times is here to help bring your print job to life. We're just a mouse click away. In addition to hard copy subscriptions, the Star and Times offers online subscriptions. Stop by or call us today at 1204-734-3858. For just $39.99 or $0.77 a week, you'll receive a full year of dedicated local coverage found nowhere else. Up top, Marrera. Five seconds. Back door. What a save! Kobe Grant! Oh, man! A game saver! Welcome back to the Code Rick Show. We are here with the guest of the year so far. Rick has been, he's been waiting. He's been counting down the hours and the days till Kobe Grant shows up in the studio. And guess who's here? It's Mr. Kobe Grant. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So, Vernon, B.C. is home for you. Uh, what can you tell us about there? Things you can do, what you do in the off season, etc. Yeah, um, there's lots to do there. Me and my buddies were just like, we're always playing games, sports, playing tennis, soccer, volleyball, swimming, going on hikes. There's endless things to do, biking. So Vernon's definitely a super nice place. So what was your favorite thing outside of hockey to do while you're back home? Uh, probably going to the beach, soaking up a nice tan, playing some volleyball. <laughs> it's always a good thing to do in the summer, hey? Yeah, yeah. I really enjoy volleyball. It's awesome. So, so is there quite a few lakes around there? Yeah, there's uh, there's three in Vernon. We got Okanagan Lake, Cal Lake, and then Swan Lake. Um, Okanagan goes all the way down to Penticton from Vernon, and then Cal Lake is probably the main spot for swimming and stuff. So, so do you ever do that trek? Do you ever get out on the water and go all the way down? No, I've only gone from Vernon to Kelowna, just with my buddies. But you'll yeah. have to do that one day. Eh? Yeah, it's bucket a long, list. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long drive. <laughs> So being from BC, I, I assume you've, you're a Canucks fan? Nope. No, really? <laughs> no. I don't know. My my dad was a Montreal fan. I guess his mom was a Montreal fan too. Um, so then I liked Carey Price. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of my idol. So oh, yeah. 
always cheer for them. They're not oh. doing too hot, but hopefully yeah. they're tanking for Bedard right now. <laughs> <laughs> so just recently it was a family weekend with the Stampeders. Uh, your parents didn't get to make the trip, but uh, what does that mean to you uh, and the guys having family around during games like that? Yeah, it's huge. Uh, the parents, they do so much for us, and it's good for them to come out and see and what we've actually, the work we've put in. Um, and against Portage, too, everybody brought their A games. Yeah. So, yeah, my parents are going to come out later later this year, so can't wait for that. Always good to have family down. Uh, speaking of uh, family, uh, Christmas break was good. Uh, got some R&R in, uh, got to visit with family. How was the break, and how was the downtime for you? It was really good just to relax and not think about anything. Um, you know, playing every game, you get pretty uh, just tired out of, yeah. you know, just thinking and stuff. So it was nice to just relax and play with my family and uh, hang with a couple of my buddies from home and Jonesy too. <laughs> yeah, we heard a little uh, story yeah. about all this, <laughs> how the flights went for everybody going back home. Oh, yeah. Some of the luggage didn't come back for LMC, so... Mm. Did, you didn't have anything weird happen like that, did you? Well, on our way back, we had um, like nine hours in la uh, delays. Oh, gross. <laughs> and we sat on the plane for three and a half hours, just nothing. No food or anything. I was did they, didn't they put a, like a video on or something for you guys like to watch? No. Nothing? Nothing, no. Wow. Because we were supposed to leave, and then they had to wait for the runway, and then the tow hitch broke on the airplane, so they had to repair that, and then there was a water leak. And then they had to do a report on it, and they're just telling us everything as the like over the intercom. And then they, then they had to de-ice, and then they had to get new gas because we were idling for so long. And it was just so like why wouldn't huge... they just give you a new plane? Like, <laughs> oh, we did. So we changed. We were supposed to go on a propeller plane yeah. to Kelowna from Calgary, and um, the plane apparently couldn't make it to Kelowna and land because the snow or whatever. Okay. So they changed us to a new plane, and it took two hours to get everybody's new uh boarding passes and then on the plane <laughs> oh for three and a half hours so it's <laughs> brutal yeah. but i guess it is that time of year and you have to expect delays so oh, good thing you don't have to do that like every time you go yeah. flying someplace eh? it's yeah. a little crazy i was looking out the window and thank god my gear made it on the plane it's just <laughs> fingers crossed the whole time so uh let's get into the stampeders here you've been here two years now well you, this is your second um since joining them, uh, what has been the highlight so far for you? Um, just the camaraderie with the boys. Like, we're not a ton to do here, so we're just hanging with the boys all the time. Um, definitely enjoy the connections I made, especially last year and this year. Um, definitely will be keep in touch with these guys for probably the rest of my life. Well, speaking of connections, you found a little one today, didn't oh, you? Yeah. Uh, I noticed that you played U18 AAA with Logan Stankoven, current Kamloops Blazer uh, forward and Canada Team Canada World Junior player. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Great. How is he for a guy? Uh, you get to know him pretty good. He's still buddy. Yeah. So like I, I actually built it with him for the whole year, and he's. He's unbelievable. He's easily the most hardworking individual I've seen in, at any aspect of anything. He's shooting like 150 pucks every day. Wow. Just huge forearms. <laughs> <laughs> Eats lots. Um, like super hardworking at school. Like literally everything you can't put a negative on him. Um, and then even off the ice too, like as a person, he's hilarious. <laughs> Maybe even a little bit <laughs> disturber. <laughs> but, uh, but no, he's, he's unbelievable. I had a lot of fun. Definitely learned a lot too from him as well. <laughs> That's pretty cool, actually. 
Anyways, with you being one of the starting goalies for the Stamps for the past two seasons, it comes with a lot of pressure and responsibility, uh, day in and day out, to give your team a chance to win. Uh, does having all that pressure affect you at all, or do you embrace it and just lead by example? Yeah, it's like something you try not to think about, because the only thing you can really do is just go out and play your game, and when you're thinking about other things, that's when you're not really at your best. So... Obviously, there's like there's gonna be pressure, like big games and stuff. But just doing my best not to to think about it at all is, yeah. And it definitely has showed you've been remarkable this year. Like as me and Cody have talked about, two of the best goalies in the league, in my in our opinions. And it sh and it definitely showed here as you were announced to the MJHL Team Black for the MJHL SJHL Showcase, and uh, you're with Justin Keck on your team. Uh, what does it mean to you to showcase your stuff to everyone? Yeah, just a super great opportunity to just get my name out there and obviously hopefully lots of scouts are there so they can uh, see me play at my best. Um, but yeah, it's awesome. Get to room with Keck again, so that'll be pretty fun. <laughs> so now you've been lights out for the Stamps, uh, of course, every time you play. You bring it. You bring your A game. Uh, it's 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 widely talked about through uh, the MJHL um, and a couple of people that I've spoke to in the SJHL they know who you are. They see what you do every night. So what does it mean to you to put on that Stampeders jersey and go out and just be you in the net and give your team a chance to win every night? It's awesome. Um, that's definitely the biggest reward to goalie. Being a goalie is definitely very rewarding and also unrewarding at the same time if you're not, uh, not doing your job. But I just want to give the boys the best chance to win every night. So now you've guys been one of the hottest teams in the MJHL the last couple of months. Um, looking at the standings, the power rankings, uh, you know, you slip down a couple, but you're always right back up at the top. In your mind, what would be the source of the guys' success this year? Where did it come from? I think that, like, the players we have, the individual skill and everything, I think we're really, um, really well-versed with that. And I think that we've just learned how to play as a team and everybody buying into the same systems and working hard. And uh, also, we're a super close team, too probably one of the closest teams I have had in a while. And I think that definitely really helps us too, knowing where guys are and just that trust too that we bring. This year you came in with new goalie mask uh, uh, in replacement of your old white one. Uh, Cody did a video reveal for it. So we'd like to know where the you got the idea to paint your mask like that from, with all the horse skulls. How did it all come to be? Um, I obviously wanted to get a paint job this year. I thought the horse was pretty cool. Um, me and my dad, he's got a couple skeleton tattoos. Wow. So we're both kind of into like the skeleton idea. I thought that would be super cool to have a, like a horse skeleton on there. Um, I talked to, uh, it's one of my dad's buddies who's a painter. He paints like motorcycles and stuff. And we just like, I talked to him, showed him a couple pictures and then he showed me some pictures and we just kind of went off from there. So Definitely happy with how it looks right now. Obviously, you've been named Chicken Chef Player of the Game numerous times this year. Uh, have been a Paul Funeral Home Star of the Week many times. So out of all that, is there anyone you try to base your game off of? Any idolizations? Um, I think it's kind of tough to like base my game off of somebody. But I like picking like little things from everybody. Um, like obviously Carey Price is so calm and collective and patient that's the biggest thing with him yeah. and um, my, uh, my goalie coach Lyle Mast he also works with Eric Comrie so I guess he's kind of probably someone that I base my game off of the most 
just with like tracking and positioning and that kind of thing. But obviously in a game, I'm not trying to think about like, oh, I'm gonna play like Carey Price tonight. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go and do what I'm gonna do, and uh, everything I've trained for, my body's gonna just do what it's trained to do. So I want to know your perspective on having like five guys in front of you, and the shot comes in from the point, and you see it the whole way. How are you seeing this? A lot of it's luck and kind of hoping the shooter puts it not in the, the perfect spot. Right. But um, like I try and stand up as like tall as possible, try and see over everybody. Um, and then I can kind of tell how he releases the puck if it's going to be like left or right side. So then like if that happens, then I'll like kind of slide into that side. So it's more of like a guessing game and seeing reading the first bit of the release. Um, another thing too my goalie coaches always tell me is like leaning to the short side. Because if you look at the angles in the net, the short side is going to be higher of a shot mm -hmm. compared to the far side. It's going to be lower. So the, f the short side is going to be almost harder to cover. So like always going to be looking to that short side because then it's easier to cover the far side, if that makes sense. Being a goalie, obviously, one of the hardest jobs in sports. And like you said, it's kind of a, game, kind of a job of luck. Now leading into my question, would you say you have some superstitions that give you some luck before a game? Um... I, don't, I wouldn't say luck. I'd just say, um, like, I have my routine, and I try and I do it pretty much the same, and I have confidence in my routine. And then, obviously, going into the game, you want to be the most confident as possible. And I think that's kind of how you build consistency, too, is doing everything the same, because then if you're doing everything the same, then how is anything going to be different, if that makes sense. It's like you said, it, it's routine. It's just it's not maybe so much of a superstitious thing but it's just a routine and and the way you guys go it's the same thing uh doing a warm-up your 15 minute warm-up it's the same thing every night it's just repetitive stuff and what your comment would be on that yeah i don't know i try not to think of things as superstitions and like if i don't do it then all oh, this game's gonna be crappy because then you're in your head and things aren't always going to go your way with routine like maybe there's Someone trying to take a video before the game in my ball spot. I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's me. That's, that's me. Yeah, throw me under the bus, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just like just doing the same thing and then once you get on the ice, nothing else matters. It's just for me and my mantra kinda is just see the puck. So next question here. Uh, you and Jacob Jones played on the same U eighteen team together. Tell us a little bit about that. You guys good buddies, any good stories? Yeah, we're we're definitely good buddies. Um when we played in Kamloops together, we called them Bunker Jonesy. <laughs> there was a, there was, the guys were super big into Fortnite, and there was a Fortnite character that came out, and his name was Bunker Jonesy. <laughs> so then we just called him Bunker, which was pretty funny. Um, and I guess one good story, we were playing, he's probably going to hate this. <laughs> we were playing baseball, and uh, he wasn't on my team. But uh, it was the last inning, uh, top of the, or bottom of the last inning. He was at bat. We were up by one point. Um and base is fully loaded, and we were only playing with four people, so he was at bat, and all he had to do was just hit it inbounds and wait for it, whatever the guy in third base to run in, and they would tie, and we'd have to go to extra innings or whatever, and he struck out the first one, all three right in a row, right down the pipe, <laughs> swung his bat and missed all of them, <laughs> and then he had to go again because everybody else is on the bases. Yeah. Struck out again, <laughs> and the last time, struck right out, so three outs, had, what, nine chances to hit the ball. And, oh, yeah, we gave it to him a lot. <laughs> so does he still have the nickname? Or did you guys kind of drop that out? No, we have one of my other, or one of, like, in our group, our other buddy, his name's Zach Funk, and his nickname's Funker. So it's kind of 
like the kind of the same thing, bunker and funker. Yeah, so I could see that. So you dropped it. You dropped it, yeah. yeah Jonesy's good enough. Uh, that leads me to my next question. In your mind, who would you say is the funniest teammate? Or the one teammate that brightened the room for everyone? Uh, we have a lot of guys that are, like, that are really funny. Um, I like, I think Raj is pretty funny. He's got the most unique, like, sarcastic, sarcastic humor I've ever seen in anybody. Um... Willie too. He's always like mm. he's always talking nonstop, always saying jokes and stuff. Mm. But you could go and name every single guy, and they've all bring their their own funniness to the table. Well, it's funny that you mentioned Raj because earlier in the show uh, we had uh, Nicholas Roussel state that it was Raj that was like the funniest guy, funniest teammate. He's been around for years, and I said that I think every time you ask somebody on a team in the last couple of years, they all say Raj. So I think he's got he's got to have a belt or something. Yeah. He's got to be like the funniest teammate. He's yeah. got to get that championship belt going here. Yeah, you should make it for him. I should, well, you should make one up for him. <laughs> <laughs> Just hand it to him. COVID shut down the 1920 and 2021 season uh, two years ago, obviously, or three years ago now, I guess you could say. Uh, what was that like for you mentally and physically? Uh, what did you work on to stay in shape? Yeah, so me and my buddies, Jonesy, too, um, I had a little bit of a home gym in my house, um, so we would just be like every day in my little home gym doing like dumbbell exercises and like that sort of thing. Uh, we'd do sprints and play a little bit of soccer, and then we also played a ton of road hockey. Oh, yeah. uh, I strapped up the pads, and we'd have some pretty competitive battles. Jonesy would say the same thing too, <laughs> but uh, just like just trying to, we kind of kept our group pretty close, and we just hung out every day and try to do any activity that we could. So on to some fun questions. I know you yeah. got a whole list of them here. So oh, yeah. You not only play goalie for the Stampeders, but you also work in town. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I worked. Uh, I work at Chicken Chef. I started last year as a delivery driver. I just thought it would be some extra like gas money driving around. Delivery driving was pretty fun, and then I asked Jamie if I could be a, a server. I thought I'd try it out. And just talking to everybody every day, um, a lot of the people happen to be Stamps fans, too, so that's pretty awesome. Just get to talk about hockey and bring out their food, wipe a couple tables. Um, but, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. I think I'm going to do it in the summer when I get back home now, too. Yeah, I think you were named the, the best uh, delivery driver in the Valley there, I think. Yeah, yeah. right on top of Raj. Right on top, yeah. <laughs> I think there's a reason why Cody keeps giving you the uh, Chicken Chef player of the game. <laughs> no, there's no connection there whatsoever. <laughs> whatsoever, none. Yeah, I'm waiting for Jamie to give me these gift cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time I give you one, she's got to give you a free breakfast day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the three C's come to mind. Every time we hear your name, calm, cool, collected. As a goalie, it can as get, he's sitting here, yeah. calm, cool, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. As a goalie, it can get frustrating from time to time. Things just don't go our way. Uh, what's one thing that you do to calm yourself down or reset on the ice? Um, I do a lot of like meditating and breathing, and I kind of have a couple like breathing patterns I go through like before every period, um, and then it's just pretty much trying to keep like a calm mind and not think about anything because when you're thinking you're not performing and doing your best so just kind of having a calm mind obviously like the meditating really helps me just have train my focus stay focused for longer um and then yeah it's a little bit different than practice practice more i'm getting angry like oh i gotta stop this one and then <laughs> get angry and kind of work harder to stop the next one which is kind of good but also in a game it can kind of become 
counterintuitive because the more you're kind of reaching and going after pucks, the more I'm not calm. And to then go, I got to try not as hard to be calm. It's kind of like counterintuitive. How do I, how do you find that balance? So I think just kind of staying in that calm mind for the whole game is hard to get out of it once you kind of let in a couple stinkers. Well, at such a young age and so much movement and how quick it is at the junior A level, that's that's tough. It's a very tough thing to do and put that, all that pressure on such a young guy. So coming up through the ranks, were you ever taught any of that um, from a different goaltender or did you take that from somebody or was that just something that you just found and it worked? Honestly, like last year was the first kind of time I heard that. Um, I... I want to give credits to my, my goalie coach, Lyle Mast. He's insane. He's like sensei. Um, but I literally, like last year, I wasn't playing super well up until our showcase. And then Blackie ended up getting hurt. And actually, I called him the, the weekend before the showcase. And he was telling me kind of the things that I've been, been telling you guys now about like the mental and like mm-hmm. all I got to do is stop the puck. Um, and then I just kind of rolled with that. And then the showcase, I ended up getting player of the week that week. Mm-hmm. And then just, like, kind of rolled, rolled along after that. And it's like, okay, like, why? I think this should be taught, like, super young age. So are you a white tape guy or a black tape guy I, on I your do, stick? I do black tape on the blade. And then I do white tape kind of on my fingers where I hold the just above the paddle. And then white tape on the top. Um I've always just kind of done white tape, doesn't really, I don't really care about the tape. But then uh, in Prince George last two years ago, um, I changed to black tape, just we just didn't have any white tape. And then I got two shutouts in a row, my only two games of the year, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to stick with this. Nobody else really has black tape on the bottom and then white on the top. Goaltending equipment. I guess, talk a little bit about that, the brand, the switch, was it a good thing for you? Um, was there a little uh, sponsorship in there too? Yeah, so uh, obviously at Bauer last year, CCM glove and blocker. I like the CCM gloves, especially the glove. The blocker I can use pretty much anything, but the glove's pretty specific to the goalie. Um, I just find that clothes is nice. Um, just kind of me, don't really need to change that up. Uh, the pads, I like the Bauer pads. The the goalies would probably know what I'm talking about, but they have a, a built-in knee block mm-hmm. to the pad, so it's just a lot more stable. And that's kind of something I want in all my pads moving forward. And then CCM with their pads that I have now, the Axis 2, they kind of have their own kind of same knee, built-in knee block thing. And I work with uh, Eli Wilson goaltending. I do a couple camps, and uh, one of my other goalie coaches, uh, Liam McConey, um, he's a rep for them, so I got a sweet... Uh, cost discount for them so that's kind of the reason I went for them uh just the cost and then I demoed them at one of their camps and it just like the rotation uh my movement it just felt like a lot cleaner uh not as much bulk super light and yeah just in my stance too I feel a little bit taller I was gonna say you look a little quicker with those on I don't know (laughs) if it was just me noticing this or if it was actually this is actually a true thing so do you feel faster Yes. Yeah. yeah you I can move quicker. Faster. Yeah. They slide a bit, a lot better too. But that also, newer pads are going to slide better. And I got a little bit different a material on the inside. And I think that helps a lot too. And I also got an inch shorter, so that extra weight's going to help too. Yeah. No kidding. Eh? Definitely showed over the weekend against Selkirk. <laughs> <laughs> Say that. So, other than yourself, what other goalie in the league caught your attention when you played against them? Um, Chase Ham. He's kind of had my number. Um. 
Yeah, he's just like, he plays super low, but he still is able to get the high shots. And then he's just like, he's super quick, side to side. Um, another goalie, uh, Dominic Wasik. I think we only oh, played yeah. him one time, but he just plays, it just looks like he's calm, in good position, makes good positional saves. Last question is, what does the future hold for Colby Grant after your 20-year-old season? Yeah, well, I, I definitely want to keep playing hockey next year. That's something I'm going to keep doing no matter what. Um, and uh, hopefully get some D1 looks here. The showcase uh, next week, that'll be really good for opportunity. Uh, goals, obviously, D1, but I'd be open to literally anywhere. Just just want to play hockey. Um Get my school done too. That would be awesome. My dad's a chiropractor, so eventually down the line, after hockey's done, I kind of I want to go into chiropractic school and show. Uh, he'll show me the reins. That'd be pretty cool, actually. Yeah, okay. Maybe come back, give the Stampeders each a uh, you know, an adjustment. <laughs> yeah. For free. Eighteen guys hours. Go. Yeah. Eighteen yeah. hours for twenty-five adjustments. Yeah, exactly. Bill them double. Hey, bill them double. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, we want to, uh, thanks for uh, taking some time, hopping in on the uh, the Code Rick show. Uh, good luck at the uh, the showcase. Uh, give them hell, and uh, good luck the rest of the way. Thank you, I really appreciate it. Looking for the perfect gift for that special someone, or a nice bouquet of flowers for your occasion? Sunshine Flower and Gifts has you covered. We stock numerous trinkets, gift ideas, and so much more. We also stock the best quality flowers for any event. Stop in or call us for all your flower needs today. Sunshine Flower and Gifts, 405 Westwood Road, 204-734-9553. All right, that is going to do it for this week's edition of the Code Rick Show. We want to take uh, a moment here and thank uh, all three of our special guests on the uh, the show this week. Ethan McMullen, prospect of the Swan Valley Stampeders, former Stampeder forward Nicholas Roussel, and of course uh, current uh, Stampeder goaltender uh, Kobe Grant. Uh, next week we're going to be bringing back trivia. We have some prizes uh, that are pretty cool. We'll uh, give you more details uh, about it at the start of uh, next week's show. And, of course, how you can win uh, said prize. And it's pretty cool. Okay, so we're going to have those for the, the rest of uh, the, the, the Code Rick Season 2, Part B, whatever you want to call it. So, uh, again, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll chat to you next week. Next week.